Hello and welcome back to uh, podcast number two of the Media Captains podcast. Um, we at least had some feedback on the first one, so uh, we're we're on to the next. And uh, Jason Parks here with uh, Stephanie Parks. We're excited for we're excited for episode two of hopefully many. So yeah, so last uh, just you know if you didn't listen to the first podcast, just to recap, we talked about search engine optimization, the foundation of SEO, and how to really get started with SEO. Um, we covered uh, you know backlinks, how to acquire backlinks, um, and just overall strategy and how we really uh, utilize SEO to, to grow our agency and to grow Durham Warehouse. And today, I was expecting you to hop in there with something, Steph, but uh, <laughs> today we're, we're going to talk about just, um, you know, you have a business, you have an idea, and getting started with your overall marketing strategy. Uh, like I mentioned, we talked about SEO last time and now we're going to, I mean, there, there's more pieces to the puzzle than just SEO. There's social media, there's paid advertisements, there's uh, Amazon, there's YouTube. I mean, there's so many different channels out there. There's Pinterest and people can get very overwhelmed. So we want to simplify this for you. And um, obviously it's going to be impossible to hit on every single business because every business has a unique strategy and that's what, you know, makes uh, us as an agency unique as we help deploy that strategy. But, um, you know, I think from today, we'll give you a great understanding of really where to allocate budget, time and resources. And this is a very difficult question for a lot of people, because hopefully by this time, you you know, your 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 website's launched and you're, you're really starting to try to promote it. Hopefully you've already started with your SEO strategy. Keep in mind, you can't forget about that. Even when you're doing all of these other things, you have to continue doing that as well. Um, but there are, like Jason said, so many different methods of, of marketing and of advertising your business. And really you could spend all day, every day, plus some, you know, trying to, to do it all. But in the end, what's that, what that is really going to do is just, you know, make you not really focused on any one thing. And so you have to put your, put your focus somewhere. So, the, you know, last time we talked about themes and you got to, you know, for SEO, we talked about, well, when you're building backlinks, you have to think of your company and think of the themes. The example I gave for the media captain is we're a marketing agency. Uh, so obviously we can contribute content related to digital marketing. Um, but also, you know, I, you know, I started this, the, the media captain, so I could also hit on entrepreneurship. I love the city of Columbus. So, you know, that's another theme. Well, when it comes to just your overall marketing strategy, the, the same theory holds true. So the first thing to ask yourself is what kind of business are you? Because who the, are you? Who are you? <laughs> this is going to dictate, um, this is going to dictate how you deploy your strategy. So are you B2B? Are you B2C? Are you retail focused? Um, all of those components are going to make a, you know, a big difference. And we'll, we'll give examples and dive into this, but that's really the first thing that you have to ask yourself. And once you figure that out and it shouldn't be hard to figure it out otherwise you probably shouldn't have a business if you don't know exactly uh, you know who you are but you know once once you're able to pinpoint that do some competitive research and then jot down where your competitors are where they're putting time and focus into not that that's going to be the best channel but that at least gives you a benchmark idea 
And then, of course, the other big question that you have to ask yourself is what is your budget? Um, obviously, budgets are not unlimited. Money doesn't grow on trees. So in addition to figuring out, you know, what you're all about, what you're doing, you also have to figure out what kind of budget you have to spend so that you know where you can allocate what resources. Okay, so I'm going to go into some different categories because I feel like everybody listening will fall into one of these uh, different sectors. And here are the categories that we are going to talk about today. B2B. B to C, and we have we have e-commerce as well, and then uh, we also have what I like to call like whether your company is whether it's a sexy company or whether it's a little more uh, you know vanilla and dry. And there's nothing wrong with vanilla and dry because those businesses can be making a lot more money than the sexy ones. But that a lot of times helps determine whether or not like social media is going to be the better play for you, or whether or not um, you know uh, the or the organic play uh, will be the best. So since um, we will start, we'll have Stephanie go into e-commerce just because, you know, she's the started Durham Warehouse and has a lot of uh, experience on, on the e-commerce side. So and it's my favorite topic. So she'll talk about the, the outlets where Durham Warehouse, you know, when we started this, we were on a shoestring budget. We were just starting out and um, she's going to talk about the channels where we're allocating our time and resources and why we chose those channels. And I think you'll be surprised as to one uh, channel where we're not really allocating uh, much resource to. Okay, so for Durham Warehouse, really the biggest thing for us has been Google Shopping um, and, and Google Advertising. And when we are spending our money, this is where we're spending most of our most of our resources when it comes to our budget. So what do I mean by Google Shopping? If you look at your computer, if you type in any product that you're searching for, a very popular one on our site is the Glytone Mild Gel Cleanser. So if you type this into Google, you'll see on either the very top of the of the of the of the page or on the right hand side, you'll see ads populate with pictures of products and prices and links. That is, those are Google Shopping ads. Um, and, and, and the reason that Google Shopping is so effective is think of it, when somebody's looking for a product, Google gives you the capability to show a beautiful picture of your image. So that's obviously going to get somebody who's, um, you know, who's, who's interested in that. So for Google Shopping, you set it up so that a feed is pulled in of all of the products on your, on your website. And Basically, you allocate different budgets to different campaigns. That's a whole topic in and of itself. Yeah, we won't. There's so won't, there, yeah, there, there, there's so much to Google Shopping. I mean, it's so detailed. But you know, the the gist of it is, is like Stephanie said, it's a feed. It pulls in all your products. But uh, talk talk just about like profitability. How like with the mistake a lot of people make with Google Shopping. Well, the the thing about Google Shopping and the reason why it's so great is because of where you are, where the customers are in, in the sales funnel. Um, when they are typing in a specific product, Glytone Mild Gel Cleanser, for example, into Google specifically, they are interested most likely in, in making a purchase. They are, they know about the product, they've done their research, it's something that they are familiar with and more often than not, or you know, pretty high chance that they are going to be ready to buy this product. So when you're spending money, people clicking on your ads, it's money well spent because, well, 
chances are they're looking to actually make a purchase, whether they purchase it on your website or not. Well, you hope they do, but not always, of course. But it's not, you don't need to plant any ideas in their head. You're not planting the seed at this at this stage. You are getting people who are who know what they want um, and, and they are shopping around. They're ready to make a purchase. So, And, and I want to go through because a lot of people, you know, well, not a lot of people, but the people listening, they might not have e-commerce. They might not be to be to, they might not, they might be B2B, uh, B2C. So just go in real quick, just do a 30 second dive. So we covered Google shopping. Oh, 30 second dive. That's eh, maybe, so hard. Maybe. Okay. Okay. So the next really cool thing about to do with your Google shopping is, okay, you get these people to your website, but like we said, more often than not, they're not going to make a purchase right away. What's the statistic of, of, conversion rate. Do you know it off the top of your head? I mean, if you have above a, you know, if you have a 5% conversion rate at e-commerce, that's really good. That means 95 out of 100 people are, are gone are, from are your gone. website. So write this down, guys. If you're listening, remarketing, 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 remarketing. It is a must for any website, e-commerce, B2C, B2B, any company needs to have remarketing. Here's what this means. Remarketing. We've said it 10 times already and we'll say it 10 more. Um, once these people get to your website, however they get there, most likely through an ad, um, they they drop off for whatever reason. They're not ready to commit. And, 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 by, and, and by the way, as as if you heard that notification on our phone, we just we just got an order come in on Amazon, and we're gonna hit on Amazon. So uh, we get these notifications on our phone, but always fun. Okay, so um, remarketing. Somebody goes to your website, they drop off, and then if they drop off. Who knows if they'll ever be able to find you again. Remarketing ads basically follow people around who have already been on your website and they remind them of, of either just your business or they can even remind them of the specific products that they were looking at on your website. So they'll see ads pop up on all sorts of other different websites and they will see your business everywhere you go. So if you've been shopping on Nordstrom, let's say, and you were looking at this great pair of jeans or a great pair of shoes, and then all of a sudden you're on Facebook or Instagram and you see that same pair of shoes or same pair of jeans, well, guess what? That's not magic. That is remarketing. It's kind of magic. It's, it is kind of magic. It's, it's digital marketing magic. But what happens so remarketing you know not only okay so you buy these remarketing ads on different networks you buy it on facebook facebook owns instagram so it gets served on instagram you can do remarketing on twitter you can do video remarketing on youtube uh, but then google's display network uh, you can buy it through google's display network they have access to over two million sites so your ad will get served on like a cnn and espn.com and people are going to come up to you and they're going to be like you know hey john how much money are you spending on advertising? I just saw you on CNN. Little do they know that it's only costing you around 50 to 70 cents per click because remarketing is so cheap because you control that media because it's a pixel based off of your site. So it makes you look big time. It helps you convert. It has one of the best return on investments. And so, you know, there's going to be a couple of I told you we couldn't talk about each one of these in 30 seconds. I, I, yeah. All right. Remarketing. Cut off. We'll come back to it we'll, in a later. We'll come off. But uh, essentially how to get it set up is you set up a pixel on the back end of your site. And if you don't know how to do it, a developer should be able to do this in 15 or 20 minutes. So it shouldn't be too expensive. And you have a graphic designer create a couple of ads and then you're good to go on uh, remarketing. So um, that covers remarketing. And again, we're still on the e-commerce uh, section. So... Um, you know, moving on. Okay, so we talked about Google Shopping, but let's also talk about Google AdWords. Google Shopping are the ads that have pictures on them that um, appear 
on, on the right side of, of the page and on the top of the page. And then Google AdWords, these are the ads that actually populate in with the search results at somewhere either at the top or bottom of the page, depending on what your budget is. Now, um, Jason and I started out for Durham Warehouse only doing Google Shopping ads, but then when we added in the the PPC ads for for Google AdWords, it made a huge difference. Yeah, and, and there's a misconception out there that Google Shopping is only for e-commerce, but that's not true. The main difference between Google Shopping and Google PPC, okay, shopping, you have the pictures populate, PPC, it's text ads. With Google PPC, though, you are getting, you have more control over your ads because you're bidding at the keyword level, whereas with Google Shopping, um, you know, it's based off of the content that's on your site. So there's, you know, pros and cons to, to each one. And I think one other thing to note with, with the Google AdWords is that um, when we say this, we're not, we're not giving, we're not creating ads for Derm Warehouse in general. We're not creating ads for, you know, buy skincare products. We're still creating these ads for the specific products because the ads just for a skincare website would be way too expensive. I'm sorry, the, the keywords, not the, well, not it, the ads. Not necessarily expensive. It would be way too generic. And so that's what you have to think about with your uh, PPC campaign um, or, or your Google Shopping. Like how generic, and we talked about this in the last podcast, you need to get very specific. You need to be niche. And, um, you know, if you hit on both of those, you, you could have the foundation for a very successful and a very profitable, um, you know, uh, paid campaign. So, all right, we've covered remarketing, we've covered Google Shopping, we've covered AdWords. Let's get into probably the hottest topic now that all of our clients, all of our e-commerce clients are, are asking us about and are wanting to, you know, dip their toes in. And that is, drum roll, Amazon. So Amazon is not necessarily one of these marketing type of things, but this is... Oh, it definitely, it definitely well, well, is. Well, it is, but it's, it's a way to diversify your business. And this is pretty much going to be the biggest place where anybody is going to be doing their shopping. And, and so think five years ago. Five years ago, if you were... Let's go back to the Nordstrom example. If you were... Actually, let's just say you were looking for a pair of jeans and you'd probably start that search on on Google if you were looking for like high-end designer jeans, right? Well, now the, the intent of the shopper has changed. Yeah, some people are still starting on Google, but it's, I mean, more and more market share is going over to Amazon. And our prediction is that, well, you know, if you're not already within two to three years, pretty much all shopping, that, that's going to be the search engine of shopping if it's not already. So uh, if you have an e-commerce business, if you're selling anything online, if you're thinking of selling anything online, you should get in on Amazon because, um, you know, this is uh, the future of retail. Now, just just a very quick note about this, and we'll have to do a, a whole podcast just on Amazon. But when Jason says you know, just get in on Amazon. Well, it's not always quite as as easy as that, and not even close. Well, that's 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 what I say, and then I <laughs> then I make you do all the all the work to get. Exactly. On, well, it's easy get. for him. Exactly, it's easy for him. So we'll get it. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll get into that in another podcast because it's Amazon oh, is is a beast. A beast. Um. So, but that's just something to keep in the very front of your mind is is getting yourself diversified on Amazon. And, and so then, you know, it's still sticking on e-commerce. So uh, you have organic and that's SEO. And for any e-commerce site, SEO is absolutely crucial. The one exception is if you are selling something that is so generic, if you're making, you know, custom t-shirts, uh, you're going to, unless you're making custom 
retro 1990s NHL vintage, t you know, vintage t-shirts, you're going to have a hard time generating sales on with organic just because it's going to be really hard to, it's going to be almost impossible to outrank these massive companies um, unless you have a large budget and can allocate a lot of resources to SEO. But even at that point, there's, there's no guarantee. For more information though, go back to our, our first, first episode, which is all about SEO. Um, and we'll, we go much more into depth in, in there. So that is, you know, those are for Durham Warehouse, and that's an e-commerce shop. We started that, you know, about a year and a half, two years ago. Those are the main channels that we hit. So just to recap again, we have Google AdWords, we have Google Shopping, there's organic work, we're investing our time. We have an Amazon, you know, we sell our products on Amazon. Um, and we also have remarketing. Now, one item that we left off here that you might be a little surprised with is that uh, we're not allocating that much of a budget towards social media or that much time towards it. Yeah, right now, I mean, like, you know, we're not focused, and you hear this a lot with agencies, and it drives me kind of crazy, but they're talking about, like, oh, we want to grow. We want to we, we want to get brand awareness. Well, look, we're starting this business. We have to make money. Like we care about sales, and I'm sure that's what most people listening, you know, they care about sales. So, our time is and, and look. We, well, let me let me go back for a second mm -hmm. because um, when you talk about brand awareness, well, Durham Warehouse, Durham Warehouse, that company, the, our company, it doesn't. We don't need the brand awareness because the products that we're selling people are already aware of them. Now, if you are creating your own products and selling them, then yes, you do need to focus on your brand awareness. Otherwise, nobody's going to be able to really find you ever. It's a great point. But, yeah. for, but for us, for Durham Warehouse, we are selling products from other brands that already exist that people already know about. So for us, it's not really worth it to focus on building our brand awareness. Now, as we get more customers and they see how, you know, we handle their orders and customer service and things like that, that will build our brand kind of on its own. But that's why we don't focus our, um, our resources on social media and, and brand awareness. And to take this one step further, we also don't focus too much of our resources on um, advertising on social media because earlier I talked about, you know, where somebody is, where a customer is in the in the sales funnel. Now, if they are, if you're on Facebook, if you're just, you know, looking at looking at all the statuses of all of your friends um, and you happen to see an ad for like a great pair of jeans or a great pair of shoes or whatever, Jason's retro NHL t-shirts. That's kind of my dream um, to sell retro NHL gear. I, I, I see that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe something that you see piques your interest, but that's not really who we want to go after because the people we want are the ones who already know what they want because who are, who are deep into the, who are deep into the sales who are deep into the funnel uh, the sales funnel of potentially being a customer are you rather wanting to spend a dollar on somebody who is just getting introduced to your brand or are you wanting to spend a dollar on somebody who's damn near ready to make a purchase now for us we're also a little bit lucky in this sense because all of the brands that we sell on our site they do their own advertising they do a lot of stuff on on social media so people get introduced maybe to their to, to the brand that way and then when they're when they know about it when they're ready to make the purchase they find us on Google Shopping or on Amazon and but, things like that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean you just have to think of your business and what Stephanie said 
Are you selling products from a manufacturer? Because if you are, that's a great play for Google Shopping and Google AdWords, you know, and for organic. Or, or are you creating your own, you know, are you trying to market a brand that not many people are informed about? Now, there is kind of like an in-between. You know, we're doing consulting for um, a client that sells uh, wreaths, these beautiful wreaths. And um, for that, well, the wreaths that he's selling it's his own brand, but they're so unique that there's not a lot of competition. So he's able to really capitalize on Google Shopping. But so again, it's getting into how niche is your product and whether or not it's from a manufacturer. So you know, be analyzing that when you're setting up your, um, you know, when you're setting up your campaigns. And the beauty of all of this is like, uh, there's just nothing better than getting data back showing you like, oh, this product is really popular. You spent $100 and you've generated $1,200 in revenue. And on the contrary, maybe you think a product's great and then you put it out there and the consumer's like, um, no, you spent $1,000 and you got 200 in sales. So you need to just really analyze, you know, you really need to analyze that component um, to determine, you know, what's, what's going to be a great seller. And um, yeah, that, that pretty much goes into the uh, to the e-commerce play in terms of if you have a budget, where should you allocate your time and resources and, and you know, into. Um, now we'll go on to the uh, B2B side of things. And, you know, we just like using the Media Captain and Durham Warehouse as examples just because that's where we deploy a lot of our time and, uh, you know, unlike with clients where we'd have to get permission to potentially mention their, their brand name, you know, we could dive deep into examples and data with, with our own, um, you know, with our own companies. And we have two companies that are very different. We're deploying different strategies. So, you know, it's interesting to hear the story. Well, we think it's interesting. We hope you think it's interesting too. Um, but it's interesting just to hear about what we're doing and what we're learning for each of these businesses that are very different. Plus adding in some stories from, from the clients that we work with also who have very different businesses from us. Yeah. So going into going into B2B, um, business to business, and uh, a lot of great channels for this. But this is where Google Organic, you know, which Google SEO, this is where it's absolutely um, crucial because that is where people are searching for a plumbing company in Denver, Colorado, uh, or a painter in, uh, you know, Austin, Texas. Well, if you can populate on the first page of Google for those keywords, you're going to be in great shape and uh, you know it could potentially drive a lot of revenue and be a game changer for your business. In our first podcast, if you if you go back and listen to that, we talked about um, SEO strategies and, and these organic strategies for the local companies and the national companies. So that's something that you'll want to pay attention to if you go back and listen to that for these um, for for this example. Yeah so so Google organic again long term play um, could have huge results, especially on the B2B side. Uh, you know, also on B2B, uh, Google pay-per-click. We've gone over this on the e-commerce, so you can deploy a pay-per-click where you're bidding on keywords like plumber, Denver, um, you know, uh, painter in Austin, Texas. A tip for anybody out there, if you're trying to set up your own PPC campaigns, be very weary of just bidding on um, broad match keywords because uh, you can drive a lot of garbage traffic to your site that's never going to convert. So that's the big mistake is we analyze all of these PPC campaigns and th th just the foundation a lot of times isn't set up properly. So make sure that you know you either read up on it or hire a consultant for a couple of hours to go in there, do an audit and really optimize your um, your PPC. But uh, in addition to um, 
in, in addition to Google Organic and Google PPC, again, there's Bing. Sorry that we didn't mention that earlier because we do sorry, run. Bing. Sorry, Bing. Uh, Bing has about 10% of the market share. Still a good channel to, to be on. Um, but the, the next one I want to hit on is, is LinkedIn for B2B. So we're signed up for LinkedIn Premium. I believe the cost of that is $800 for the year. And while you might think that it's pricey, well, it is a little bit pricey, but um, what's great about this is you don't have to wait on somebody's to accept your friend request to send them a direct message. So the sales guy on the media captain's team, he literally utilizes um, you know, the LinkedIn Premium to... Uh, to send messages to uh, you know marketing managers and um, people who are the decision makers. So uh, LinkedIn Premium, I mean, it's a great. Everybody thinks like, oh, Facebook and whatnot. Yeah, for B two B, Facebook could be good, but Google Organic, Google PPC, LinkedIn, and really you know crafting clever content on LinkedIn, but also utilizing InMail to have a strategy where you know you have a great pitch, you're sending it out, you're persistent. That can really drive. Um, a lot of uh, you know new potential business and one other thing that we want to mention um, for for all of these is getting reviews about your company or about the products that you're selling for your company this is huge and we have started to do this um, for Derm Warehouse the media captain has a lot of reviews and Whatever it is you're selling, whatever it is you're doing, if you can have your customers write reviews about your company, this is huge. And this is something that you should spend time trying to trying to do and trying to get because these reviews just help build trust of your company. You know, someone's coming to you and maybe they're signing up for a, a social media package or an SEO package. Well, they want to know that you have other clients that like what you've done. Someone comes to your site and they're buying, you know, a $600 product, they're placing a $1,000 order, whatever it is, and they want to know before dropping $1,000 that you're legit and that they can trust you. So um, getting reviews of your company is really big and it's, like I said, something that you should uh, focus, some, focus some time, focus some money on because it... it You'll it's get a game it changer. Yeah. It's a game changer. And the, and the other thing with that is everybody thinks that like they get so upset when they get a negative review. And I, I do. Well, yeah, anybody does. <laughs> and and but the thing is, is that most people like wait until a negative review comes in to get proactive on their review strategy. Don't be that person. Be proactive with your review strategy. Um, you know, a rule of thumb that I like to use, depending on you know, for especially for B two B. Just try and get like one review per week. Uh, so for the media captain, we have 42 reviews uh, on our Google page. Um, I, there's no competitor in our local market that's even close to us. And I can't tell you how much you know new business has come our way just because they're like, oh, we read the reviews and the competitors below you didn't have any. Um, okay, great. That literally did not cost me a penny to do. I just had to send an email out to our clients. I had to be proactive about it. But you can't sit back on your ass and just like, hope that these reviews come in because really unless you're like a trendy restaurant it doesn't happen that way in the b2b world you have to ask otherwise you're not going to get for durham warehouse we just put a, a page up on our site for you know to show all of the reviews that we've gotten we've seen since we put it up that this has been one of the most visited pages on our on our site so that just goes to show you that you know people do look at them and they do take them into consideration before making a purchase or, or signing up for a service or anything like that yeah. So again, on, on the B2B side, you should dabble with, uh, you know, you, you want to keep your brand top of mind. So posting onto Facebook, Instagram, um, 
coming up with content for LinkedIn will be beneficial. But if you're on a shoestring budget, let's say you have less than $500 a month that you can spend, if you have $100 a month, um, I don't think that social will be the best play for your B2B, uh, for, for, for on, on the B2B side. Um, and definitely, yeah, look, listen back to the first podcast on SEO on just how to generate backlinks for your company because um, that really won't cost you a ton. Um, you know, if you have the time where, you know, if you have the time and you're good at PR to do this yourself. Um, so yeah, that covers that covers B2B. And then we have the the B2C, the business to consumer. So, uh, you know, if you're a if, if you're a wedding photographer or if you're a, um, you know, residential painter, uh, a lot of the same things carry true on, on the B2B on the B2C side uh, where you can run Google PPC, where you could do, uh, you know, focus your time on Google organic. I still think that um, social media uh, on the B2C side might perform well, similar to like e-commerce. Like I, I think there's a little more value there for the B2C and e-commerce versus B2B. But and if, if you are going to spend your time and your money on social media, there's there's a way to do it. And we can get into that more in another episode. But um, there are, you know, better things to allocate budget towards than maybe just Facebook ads and um, just, you know, posting content on your on your on your Facebook pages or your Instagram pages. So, um, you know, that's another topic in and of itself. So social media can be very beneficial if you use it in the right way. Um, so we'll get into that in another in another podcast. Yeah, and, and my recommendation on the B2C side, so we worked with a big uh, real estate company here and um, one of the strategies that we had was that anytime that they sold a home, we had them take a picture uh, of the new homeowner um, they take a picture with the new homeowner and post that on in that homeowner post that onto their social media. Well, that's not costing them a penny of advertising. They're getting a written testimonial in the form of social media. Uh, so that's a great B2C play. You're probably going to have more volume of customers than you would on the B2C side on the B2B side. So make sure that you're getting, um, customer testimonials, um, in that they post those to their individual Facebook pages because that could be great exposure for you. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, man, I feel like we went through a lot, um, you know, from, from e-commerce, B2B, B2C. The other thing is determining whether or not your company, whether it's a sexy company, um, you know, sexy. businesses will get discouraged if I'm like, eh, you know, it doesn't really fall into that bucket. But what this allows you, if you have a sexy company, like we worked on a campaign for a, uh, for a glasses company and the, I mean, they sold sunglasses. So that to me was sexy. We were able to reach out to Instagram influencers and, you know, they were promoting those products and we were able to promote it on social media and get a lot of interaction by doing these giveaways. Um, so when it comes to sexy businesses, that's great where you can like hook up with other Instagram influencers, where you can really deploy a great social media strategy. Um, for the most part, I mean, you know, B2B probably isn't as sexy as like e-commerce or B2C, but you just, you just never know. Um, but that's something that we always determine with our clients is like, what bucket do you fall under and how are we going to deploy that campaign? And again, that, that should come in at, at the beginning when you're thinking about, you know, who you are, what you do, and, and because that is going to be what determines your, your strategy overall. So just to recap, any, uh, whether you're B2B, B2C, um, e-commerce, the one thing that all of those businesses can do is get reviews and set up retargeting ads. 
uh, and then it's really determining what the best channel is for your, you know, for your business. I feel like we talked really fast. We did a lot. We talked fast. We, um, yeah, like the, the first podcast we did, we, we really focused on one thing <laughs> SEO and here we just literally like we tried to be organized, but we've just gone on an absolute tangent. So we'll have to get some feedback whether or not this was like overwhelming for the listener or if they kind of enjoyed us just going in like a damn 360 super fast. And don't worry, we will get back to a lot of these topics in much more detail in later episodes, but we kind of just wanted to give you a whole overview and get you excited about what's to come. Yeah, and if you have any like topics that you want us to hit on, just shoot an email, info at themediacaptain.com or tweet at us at themediacaptain and just uh, you know put a topic out there, tell us your business, we'll respond to you and we'll you know do a case, we'll just do an analysis uh, through a podcast and We'll do some research beforehand, so we'll get you some great information. Um, And until next time, adios. See you later.